So welcome back to the, I was going to use my old podcast name then, I don't even know why, the Lift Your Life podcast. It's one of them days, isn't it? Um, yes, we're in for our second trio Q&A podcast. We're not doing a fancy one, we're all at the fancy editing or anything today. We're just, we're just sat on Zoom on a, a Friday Friday afternoon, aren't we? Because that's how rock and roll our lives are. Yeah. <laughs> like literally the highlight of my weekend, so. <laughs> Try not to die because it's this stupid heat wave that we're having it's just pointless i was literally gonna say that are we gonna chat about what the heck is going on i, I don't I just don't understand it like why I don't, I don't i don't get it i was talking to one of my clients yesterday and i was saying that in the morning like it's cold it's cold in the morning like i need to wear a jumper it's cold yeah and by like 10 o'clock it's absolutely roasting I'm not impressed. I was full on ready to embrace autumn last week with the knitwear and everything. And then it just went changed on me and I'm not happy about it. It had its chance and opportunity to do something and it's missed. And it's missed. It's like, you can't, you, no, you can't, you can't now. You, you no, can't. You're just a bit late. A bit? Like three months too late. UK for you, wasn't it? And this is why I have trust issues. <laughs> Podcast. I feel that. Right. No, no, we're, we're going to do a Q&A, but I thought rather than just doing, like, we might just do some generic Q&As. It's like, well, just ask us whatever the hell you want. I think it'd be quite good to do in the, like as themes because like, well, we often get questions about like, you know, things specifically, oh, do you have a podcast on this? And I think we could try and make them sort of themes. So yes, this one's quite open of like fat loss and diets, but you know, if you're interested in muscle building, you probably don't want to listen to this. Whereas if you want to do fat loss, then you probably will find this helpful and we can do loads of we can do some fun ones as well, like, you know, would you rather and this We're always fun. It would not be. Right, so we'll go around in a circle then and we'll answer all the questions. So uh, who wants to start? I mean, I'm, I only have one, so... Oh, just get it out of the way then. Just get your one, one question out of the way. Yeah, just get it out of the way. Okay, okay. So can next time round, please give Laura some questions because she's starting to get really sad that she doesn't really get any. I'm just not even going to bother next time. Oh. Aww. You are. Sometimes I'll get like questions and then I'm like, I get questions when I do question boxes that aren't for the podcast, but as soon as I say podcast, I don't get any. Maybe I should just not say that. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, so my question is that's anonymous, so I don't know who it's from, obviously. Um, is it really true you can eat whatever you want and lose weight? I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it. It's very <laughs> They also say hey as well, which... Well, um, well, it's your question, Laura. You should probably really start. Sure, I will start. Um, I guess it kind of depends how you look at it. Like, if... Essentially, yes, but it's not going to be fun. Like, you're still... At the end of the day, you have to be in a calorie deficit, right? To, to lose body fat, you have to be in a calorie deficit. If you're going to fill that deficit with, like crappy foods you're not going to be able to eat very much at all and also you're not going to achieve the look that you actually want because one thing that I always try to like speak to my clients about as well is that the things that you eat matter mm -hmm. the types of foods that you are putting into your body matters it all has, a, has an impact on your body composition and the way your body's going to look so if you are wanting you know that that toned look that a lot of people strive for like to show off their muscle and whatever it is, if you're filling your diet with like chocolate, pizza, crisp biscuits and nothing else, you're not going to achieve that. You're going to achieve that like skinny fat. You're going to be you know? 
Seemed ball of mess with no muscle. Yes. <laughs> and she's just going to feel rubbish because you're going to feel sluggish and gross and nah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's like that finding that fine line, isn't it? Like in social media now, in the, in the world of sort of coaching, there seems to be like these two two polar extremes, doesn't there? Like the flexible dieting, completely flexible, you know, like Ben and Jerry's dominoes all day long, gang, don't even worry about it. And then you've got the pure health hardcore clean eating that's it you know and it's it you should be in the middle like you don't want to just have you don't just need to sorry if you want to you can eat quote unquote clean all day because if you want think about how readily available other foods are and how much other foods are part of your norms like you know having a biscuit with a cup of tea going out and having you know pizza and cake on your birthday so these things are always going to have a time and a place for socials and just enjoyment as well so that's where that sort of 80 20 rule comes in it's not a gospel rule but it's just kind of a really nice mental guideline because if you can prioritize 80 percent of foods from good quality whole foods so you get your nutrients in that's where you're not going to feel rubbish it's where you're not going to be in an inflamed ball of mess looking puffy and there and feeling there and like laura said as well like to lose weight one of the biggest things that supports weight loss is is feeling like you're actually eating a decent amount like if you're sat there with like one meal you go well that's depressing whereas if you can split that up over loads of like big voluminous meals that's gonna feel so much mentally easier than like two pizzas and that's it yeah like i I done a post about this um not long ago maybe last week week before and it's realizing that when you are dieting when you're in a fat loss phase like of any type you don't have to restrict yourself with anything but there does have to be some level of sacrifice like you get so many coaches now there's like oh no sacrifice is a red flag you don't have to sacrifice anything but if you want to see results you're gonna have to it's inevitable the thing is if if a coach says that the the problem is the the client will then go to them because they're like oh this coach is like i have to sacrifice anything and then you'll go into the coaching and either you won't lose weight or they're like oh actually no you do need to stop eating that pizza and you're like well you lying bastard so we're very honest and transparent aren't we were like i think it's the difference between sacrifice and compromises it's like you're gonna have to make some compromises and trade-offs but it's not like sacrificing every single goddamn thing you know yeah yeah balance isn't it hundred percent any further comments on anyone or do you think we've answered that one do you think that person now believes it that they they kind of can and kind of oh it doesn't really answer the question but it's like yes and no isn't it yes but yeah no. yeah um just you can but we wouldn't advise it. About it. <laughs> no no it's not healthy either like we've, we've kind of gone above you know, the obvious that you know if you just eat whatever you <laughs> well yeah <laughs> forget about you know the basics of the different functions of all your micronutrients and your protein fats and carbs and whatever then yeah you are going to be unhealthy and maybe theoretically this is a completely hypothetical example if you ate all your calories from sugar like pure sugar like not that anyone would do that but let's say you did you'd probably get such a high level of insulin resistance that you probably wouldn't be able to lose body fat even if you were eating like 1400 calories not that i can imagine anyone eating 1400 calories just spooning sugar or anything but People these days, man, anything's possible. Never know, never know. Anything's possible, right? Um, yeah. Um, shall I go? Shall I go? Can do. Yeah. Might as well. Right. Um, I've not actually opened any of these yet, so I'm. I'm We're in for a treat. We're for a treat. Okay. How do I stop myself from binging after a long day or a bad day? So. <laughs> this is one of those ones where it's not like we can't just give you like a formula if you do x and you do y you will stop binging after a bad day 
But we have a lot of clients, don't we, that come to us with emotional based eating issues. And that's basically what you've got to just see it as is eating excess food after a long tiring day is you responding to your emotion. It's like you have a negative emotion and you're responding with food. And that's something that you've learned. And I think the biggest thing that I can you can take away from this is that it's learn. It's not you. You didn't come out of the womb because babies cry all the time they're clearly not having a great time and then be like i need to eat all the food you know you didn't it's something you've internalized over years so what we get our clients to do is basically reformulate their habit loop if can you either learn how to because things about stresses is it's how you respond to a stressor that dictates how you feel about it not the actual event itself like five people could be in a car crash and everyone would respond differently some people don't like bit shit, but other people would be crying and crying. You know, everyone's different. So if one thing we'll look at is, well, can we change our client's response to how they perceive stress? If not, how do we change their the reaction? And what we get our clients to do is think of all of the things that they can think of in the world that make them feel good, anything and everything. And what we try and get them to do is swap that response of food with something else and create new coping mechanisms and strategies and it's going to be different for everyone and it's going to be situational like I don't know if you two have ever seen you know there's like things for coping with binging just brush your teeth after a thing it's like what like one that's just stupid and two it's not always appropriate like if you're in the office you can't wear a sorry I'm just gonna brush my teeth or whatever like it's not gonna happen so that's that's it in short really is it's breaking that emotional habit-based loop but we could do a full, I think we have done a full podcast on this thing. I have, well, I have anyway. I have. Yeah, you, you definitely would have. I think as well, like I've seen, um, I've seen a lot of people talk about this recently, not so much like emotional eating, but like overeating in the evening. And it's actually looking at what you're doing throughout the day, because a lot of the time, if, it, if it's not like emotional eating, it's just generally overeating in the evening. Are you having enough food throughout the day? If you're going, if you're like having breakfast in the morning, then eating nothing until six seven o'clock you're going to be hungry and that is when you are going to be more likely to overeat because you haven't eaten all day you can't expect to not eat all day and then just feel fine at night no no um very good point is that one um yes we, we, we sort of eating every sort of three sort of few hours as well mm-hmm. the thing is as well when you're stressed it, it can become a bit of a vicious cycle i've taken on a new client actually and this is the situation she's in that she's got a very stressful job so she doesn't really make time to eat she'll maybe have like a breakfast maybe a kick or something then doesn't eat till like six seven o'clock at night but if you don't eat for long periods of time what that actually does is it drives up your stress hormones because your body's like no i need food hon so you'll get to the evening you've stopped work you're stressed from work your stress hormones are high from not eating well when you're massively stressed you're not going to be thinking rationally you're not gonna be thinking stop salad you're going to be like i feel like shit i don't want to feel like shit what makes me not feel like shit Ooh, biscuit. Yeah. That's, that's how the mind works. And we know that those sort of foods, if you have one biscuit, because they're so tasty, they make you feel so good, the chance of having one turn into six is going to be a lot higher than one tomato turning into six tomatoes. I mean, yeah. I, I might have my sister. She loves tomatoes. She could literally just eat them like Maltesers. <laughs> no, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Um, Leanne, any further comments on that one? Um. No, I think that's pretty much it. And I guess it's also just to remember that, like, it's only going to be a short-term relief anyway. Like, you're only going to end up feeling worse again afterwards. You know, you wake up the next morning, you're bloated and you're sicky, and then you just start the cycle all again. So, 
yeah, it's just reminding yourself of that. And like, because it's like a short term, like gratification as well. That's why yeah. it leads to a continuous. So if it is emotional, that's why it can, can lead to, to quite a few things because you've had this like amazing, like m- removal from the negative feeling from that bit of, I don't know, let's go with Twix. And then it's gone because it goes quite quick. They digest so quickly. And then you're like, oh, now I'm sad again. Yeah. And that's how it then becomes not just one chocolate bar to make you feel a bit better after a shitty day. It becomes quote unquote a binge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leanne, would you like to answer? Leanne got the most questions out of most of us. And I, I think that's quite good yeah. considering she's been here five minutes and she's getting all the questions. Exactly. <laughs> See you later. Oh, no, compared to us, I take people. Little- yeah, they probably just felt sorry for me because I didn't get any last time. Well, so <laughs> maybe people just thought because of basically influencers. Now I'm approaching the 10k mark, I must say. Um, Laura's got like 100 million followers. Um, people probably just thought, oh, that they'll get loads of questions. We pull it Leanne, you know, she's just a thousand. Thank you. But she has there we go. Ask Leanne instead of us, that's what it is. Well, instead of me, anyway. And it's just because I'm great, let's be honest. Just because I'm great. It is, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. You're going to love this one then. Um, hey, girls, I've tried calorie counting and just can't get to grips. Thinking of going back to Slimming World, but also really don't want to help. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I roll. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I mean. Yeah, Leanne. Yeah. If you said you can't get to grips with calorie counting, how are you managing to get to grips with Slimming World? Because the amount of rules and restrictions and things that they've got, calorie counting is literally counting calories. like. Without being rude, it's not that hard to get is it, to grips. Is that what it is? I never would have known. Yeah, I know, right? I, I, I totally get what you're saying because I went to one Slimming World thing like years ago and I was just like, my mind was blown. I was like, this is too much effort for me. Like, I no, nah, no, nah. I could, could not understand Every time that. you I eat, you must have to like, understand that. Yeah. Like every time you eat, do you have to like pull out your phone to find out how many sins and things are in something? Like See, this that is seems like way more effort. This is the thing that I find really interesting, actually, when people are very reluctant to to sort of actually track properly if they've come from like a, a something well background is when you start something well, like you said, to actually find out what's in what, unless you know it's because some things are obvious, like yeah, fruit, all fruit speed food or free food or whatever. But like other things that like maybe like let's go to the Twix because we talk about Twix a lot today. Oh, there's Twix. Then you have to go and find the book, and then it's the same as if you were going to track it. And the thing is now is like how much do people spend on their phone? Like everywhere you go, people are literally their head is in their phone everywhere at home at the cinema at the coffee shop whatever people are in the phones so when people are like oh it's effort to go into my phone and track it I'm like is it like you're on instagram scrolling whatever and i think i've actually recorded a a full video about the, the most common mistakes people actually make when it comes to tracking so i might yeah i'll leave the, i'll leave a link to to access that in the um the description um of the, of the podcast but yeah. i think where people go wrong with it is there is a there is quite a bit that can go wrong with it in terms of sort of under-reporting. And mm. if you don't do it accurately, that's when it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it's what we sort of support a lot of our clients with is like, if you just guesstimate. And I think I think that probably is where people go wrong is with Slimming World, like we can hate it all we want, but it kind of does good in that it promotes cooking from scratch, cooking home-cooked meals, prioritising whole foods, prioritising protein and micronutrients. As much as I hate it, it, it's kind of got the right idea on that regard. 
Yeah. Whereas with calorie counting, there's no rules per se, which is great, which is what we like. But also that comes with issues of people, like you said, will then try and eat Ben and Jerry's and fish and chips and whatever. And as we know, people might track in fish and chips and put 400 calories when we know fish and chips, probably about a thousand. So those sort of inaccuracies, people then tend to overeat, I think, not necessarily consciously. And that's when people are like, but it's not working. It's like because then you're not putting yourself in a deficit by doing it right. Yeah. But it's it's the same as everything. Like the more you do it, the better you get. Yeah. Yeah. I think also it's mindset towards it. Like when people are like, oh, I've got to open mm-hmm. this, I've got to put it on a scan, I've got to put it in an app. Well, no, you don't. But we we try and see it as it's a short-term strategy for long-term success because you can see it as calorie counting or tracking, but you can or you can actually see it as an opportunity to really learn. It's probably yeah. the most accurate way that you're going to get from A to B without having rules imposed on you. Fantastic. And you can learn so much about nutrition should you actually want to choose to, about portion control, about what's actually in certain foods that maybe you didn't realize and build up so much nutritional awareness mm-hmm. if you if you want to look at it like that. But people yeah. don't want to look at it like that. It's like, um, it's like, I have to do it. It's like, well, well, don't then, do you know? Yeah. Well, I've, actually, I've actually seen people, like, I follow some people that, that do something wrong, and I've actually seen people put on their stories on Instagram like a picture of like a certain food and they're like does anyone know how many sins are in this and I'm like how is that less effort than tracking something in yeah going to wait for a response to your story and the thing is as well just to remember to, to always remember as well as like with the whole you're not going to want to do sins and points and free foods be food all that forever right you're going to get to a point where you're going to want to move away from that but calories are never going to change do you know what I mean like if some an apple's 80 calories or 50 calories, whatever it is, that's always going to be the same. So that's how you can have much longer term success because even if you stop actually tracking or whatever, you, you've still got that awareness and that self-awareness of how much roughly you're eating for the rest mm-hmm. of your life, which means you can then eat to your body's needs so much better. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of ties back in with the original question anyway, because she's said thinking of going back to Slim and World. Well, you've stepped away from Slim and World for some reason. So and like, why are you having to go back? Yeah, exactly. It's obviously because it didn't work the first time. Yeah. Oh, reading between the lines there. I like it, Liam. Oh, <laughs> love it. <laughs> Just <laughs> highly suspicious. <laughs> right. Um, so I did get one question non-anonymous. The rest non-anonymous. Non-anonymous. It was from our wonderful client, Rebecca Spilt with a K. Rebecca's healthy lifestyle. I was about to say when you said Rebecca, I was about to say which one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, is, um, Sarah, is it? We're going to have to put a ban on um, anyone from Sarah joining because it's just getting so. It, there's so many of you. Sarah's and Emma's. Sarah and Emma, can you just. There's so many. Like, you can't just say Sarah or Emma. It's like, but which one? I know. Yeah. You message once Laura, like, oh, it's something about like one of the Sarah's, you know, which one? I'm like, oh, great point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you call Sarah or Emma, we're a wait list because we can only accommodate for so many Sarah's and Emma's. <laughs> No, we're joking. If you are Sarah and Emma and want our help, um, uh, link below for coaching. Uh, cool. So Rebecca's put thoughts on Insta people like Eddie Abu, who I don't actually know who that is, or A-B-B-E-W, calling cereal and waste shit and not real food. Now, I don't know who this guy is, so I'm going to have to search him, but I, I get the question. Eddie? I have no idea who that is either. Well, we think you're shit, so bye. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen this guy. It's, it's this guy. Um... He's waving around sweet potatoes. Oh, I saw what he popped up on my Instagram last night going on about frozen chicken breasts. I was like, <laughs> okay. Is this the guy 
function is that anything at all that's got that's remotely processed is like bad or whatever and you should just be having like pure pure it comes right back to what we said at the start doesn't it this like this spectrum of flexibility of like pure clean eating like we were cavemen that's just not the way the world works now no like a little bit of remember as well there's a diff there's a differing like spectrum of processing isn't there there's something Mm -hmm. that's a bit more processed like whey protein or a rice cake or cereal Wheatabix, you know, Wheatabix doesn't come like that. There's an element of processing, but then there's processing that's like, I mean, I love it, but let's be real, something like this, where if you look at all the e-numbers and whatever, like that's a lot of processing. The spectrum of like health in really is like, you know, things like whey and stuff, that there's so much benefit to them. There's, there's hardly any foods now that aren't somewhat processed. And I think to have a diet of completely non-processed foods, is just not I won't enjoy it and it's not realistic. No, you're not going to have a good time. No. I mean, if you were having cereal and whey for every meal, then fair play, I would kind of be a bit like, what are you doing? I easily could, though, to be fair. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) No, I limit it to once a day. I think realistically, when people get really, really sort of, when they go down these sort of trends, and I don't really know how far people actually believe it. It's like, it's just a great way of building a following if you're really opinionated about something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, like, I'm quite opinionated, but I reckon if I started to do every single reel I did was, like, this is why Slimming World is shit, this is why Slimming World is shit, and just did, like, broke it down for every single rule that I disagree with, I reckon I would probably go, quote-unquote, viral with it. Because you're being so passionate, and then you're getting the the us versus them, the the Slimming Worlders are coming at you, and then the non-Slimming Worlders are, like, cheering you on. But... Is that the kind of attention you want? Yeah, so I don't actually know how far some of these people actually agree with some of that stuff. Yeah, like, he's probably sitting there posting that, eating cereal and whey. Yeah, let me show you. Has he got, like, a book or anything? Um... Join my fat loss and muscle building guides. He's got, he's got, he's got an online store. So you, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, just and then he's got these really cheap programs. It's like, so no, you know, you don't eat chicken breast, but if you do my twenty five pound program, you're going to be fine. Well, you know, do you know what I mean? I just, I just think it's all a money thing and just a bit of a. I bet he's got a right stash of Cheerios in his cupboard. Cheerios. Yeah. Just oh, but yeah, that's that's my opinion on it. Anyway. Yeah. No, I agree. Like. From cereal and whey. Cereal and whey. I don't like him. If you don't like cereal and whey, get out. Ellen, you want to go with another one, mate? I do. Um, What is the reason and science behind low carb? The reason is... <laughs> You're trying to torture yourself. Um, you want to be sad. <laughs> I, think, I think the justification behind it, realistically, is like carbs are such a big food group that... If you think about like your standard day of eating for most people, there's going to be quite a lot of carbs in there. Mm-hmm. If you remove carbs, you're removing out quite a lot of food that you you can eat, which basically means if you're cutting out a lot of the food that you would normally eat, you're going to cut out a lot of calories. And as well, we know that for every thing is it every one gram of carb, it's three grams of water you hold or something like that. So if you say you're normally eating 200 grams of carbs, and then you stop that 200 grams of carbs, that's like 600 grams of water i think my math is so bad but this yeah, is what I'm try. <laughs> when you do that you, you can drop a lot of water weight very quickly and it's like oh my yeah. god but it's just water not body fat yeah people look at it and be like oh my god i've lost so much weight but no, you haven't lost. well you have but you've, not you've lost, lost weight but you've not lost body fat yeah so i think that's the reason <laughs> behind it is it means you end up cutting out a load of which means you probably end up eating like protein and veg pretty much really so 
your diet is going to be restricted. You're probably going to be on low calories and you're not going to be holding on to any sort of fluid retention. That's why people do it. Yeah. But it's that thing, it's like every way there is to drop body fat is being in a calorie deficit. So just like you said, you're cutting out all these food groups. You're not going to replace it with anything else realistically. So you're just creating a calorie deficit by cutting out carbs. They'd just be in a calorie deficit. (laughs) Yeah, just... With carbs. Reduce your calories across the board and keep carbs in because carbs are life and we love them. Yeah, they are. And they give us our energy. I think that people then think that the reason that it's so magic is then when they eventually do reintroduce them, because let's be real, they will, you're going to have that hold of water. So if you had the same amount of calories, let's say you were 1,600 calories, um, and then you decided you were going to add 600 calories worth from carbs, and then you would probably see your scale go up the next day. And you'd be like, what the hell? I've still the same calories. Carbs make me fat. No, they don't. No. Carbs make you hold onto water. I think this is where people get so, like, they have this massive thing about holding on to water and bloating. It's like, but what is the goal? Do you really care about what you weigh or do you want to drop body fat? Because that's the stuff that's going to change how you look. Yeah. If you want to lose as much weight as possible because it's weight for whatever reason, okay, a lower carb might be good ish maybe i don't know but for 99.99999% of people who want to look better and feel better that's body fat you want to lose and that is the deficit yeah and it's trying to help people understand that difference between losing weight and losing body fat yeah it's totally different totally different thinking about like how how easy it's going to make because your body's primary fuel source is carbs so if you Mm -hmm. are trying to lose weight but also you want to you know get really stronger in the gym or you know you you are wanting to quote unquote tone up well if you are not being able to train very hard or very well because you're so tired because you don't have any carbs in you you're going to be at such a higher risk of losing muscle or not being able to put on muscle and feeling like shit and that's quite an interesting one actually because if you lose muscle and then your, you know, your body composition is changing because you're actually dropping muscle. Well, that's actually going to make it harder to drop body fat because the more muscle mass you have, the more calories you can eat. So for that reason, I would highly suggest you eat carbs. Yes. Yeah. Pasta every day. Oh, no. I'm not a big pasta person. Oh, Bagels. <laughs> your face there, Leanne. <laughs> Just love a good bagel. Had a calorie increase in his loving life about it literally it's only week one <laughs> loving your best life hon I love it unlike Laura who's had a square bars cut and she's hating life but that's not all right I don't even want to talk about it no, I, think, I think we should the whole podcast is about dieting so come on Laura yeah spread the news do you, what do you just want to know what I've lost What's yeah what I've lost from me yes so I, I've lost a squares bar I've lost rice a whole portion of rice. I've lost some cheese. Oh, Not cheese. Yeah. And and let's go. Oh, it's oh, quite a lot, isn't it? Do you want to rethink this whole bodybuilding thing? I might do. You know, I might <laughs> do. <laughs> but do you still have do you still have some carbs in your diet, Laura? Yes, of course, because yeah, we, I still have pasta. What? How long is your current phase? Like, how much longer have you got left? Or are we not sure yet? I don't yet? want to do it for too long. No set time frame, but hopefully, like, six to eight weeks. Like, not for long. Okay. But I do still have enough planned meal in my plan a week. So Interesting. Yeah. That's all right. 
Can't complain too much. You have a limit on that then, like enough for a meal up to a thousand calories or whatever. Take out two meals. See, I personally would rather have structure and still be able to have squares bar rather than that because I find that's I hate ambiguity. Yeah, but I have a lot going on just now. When I do want to have like all right, Mrs. I know. have sometimes I do have a social life, but sometimes I don't. Like I have I'm going to a party on Sunday. Yeah. It's a first birthday party. <laughs> I'm gonna go crazy. Gonna eat all the carbs. You saving your off on meal and for all the, the the um salt and vinegar sticks and like fireman Sam cupcakes, yeah? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. As long as I get a slice of cake, I'm happy. Okay. Um, my next question is thoughts on the 5-2 diet. Now, I've every time I've sort of Googled the 5-2 diet, people have talked about it in different ways, but let me just make sure I've double got I've got this absolutely right with what it is. I've, yeah, I've heard of it, but I actually have no idea what it is. Some people say that it's two days where you have like two cheap high days, but some people say it's two days where you like fast completely or two days where you, you don't. Um, so I don't really need, Oh, yeah, so you've got two fast days of just between 500 and 600 calories. But what, what's the rule then on the on the five days? Like, um, oh, I think put so much information. Like, it's, it's too much. Um, so you've got two days where you just cry. Okay, okay, okay. Eat what you want five days a week. Dramatically cut the calories for two. So basically put oh. yourself in a calorie deficit across the week and you will lose weight. Oh, let's just glamorize the binge restrict cycle and give it a fancy name. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm sorry. Um, it's my podcast. Why? Why? I don't understand. <laughs> why would you want to do that? Eat what you want, and then eat. Be miserable two days of the week. It's just a very extreme but stupid calorie, and as well, like I sort of saying to them, I don't like ambig- amb- 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 I can never say that word. Ambiguity. 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 Um, because when you're telling someone you eat what you want for like five days of the week, that doesn't include going and eating like takeouts. Mate, I'm not being funny, family. right? Whatever they eat, they could eat so much that they two days are low calories aren't even going to put them in a deficit. Exactly, well, yeah. Say that their deficit calories were about 1,600. So over those two days, they've done 600 calorie days, which is 1,200. So they then got like, you know, just maybe say like 1500 calories, like leeway. Well, then mm-hmm. they only need to eat like just over 2000 calories every single day to be at maintenance. When you look that's at it, like, that's not even that much food, is it really? Um, no. It's kind it's of stupid, really. And like calorie cycling does kind of have its place. And we sometimes might use it on the flip side, not to an extreme, like, right, you're going to eat 600 calories all week so you can go and enjoy your best life with the girls and have your pizza on Saturday. But no, we might say, right, you tend to, I had a client called Nikki who um, had a very social life. And so we gave her one high day in a week, but her lower days were not like 600 calories. It was like, I think it was like 16, 1700. And then we just like pulled one or 200 calories off and then gave her a higher day because then she was able to always incorporate that one or two days of being a bit more social. And that's that's okay mm-hmm. to do that. But like 600 calorie days. And the thing is as well, if you have two 600 calorie days, how are you going to feel on that third day when you can have whatever you want? Oh, you're going to go crazy. Yeah, you yeah. Wheat and blueberries. Are oh, you fuck? You're going to go straight to the pancakes at McDonald's. Like, it's just stupid. Yeah, no. That's madness. And I think that's interesting about that is to find out more about it because I've seen it in shops isn't it a book like it's some random doctors the 5-2 diet book so like come spend 15 pounds and I'll tell you how to do it like 
it's just yeah. another money making thing isn't it calorie cycling like uh dr michael mosley oh, of course it's him. that's him yeah that guy i can't he literally needs to go to hell <laughs> savage i'm sorry the stuff he says is just and because he's got thing is as well because he's got a doctor in front of his name the sad mm-hmm. thing is people go he's a doctor he knows what you talk he's talking about i'm gonna listen to what he says yeah yeah not the case i'll tell yeah. you right now he fucking doesn't he is a pleb listen to us thank you we don't charge you thank you <laughs> no oh but the thing is like calorie cycling and like high days low days they can have their place and function done right mm-hmm. and in a sensible way like you might do like two high days in a diet for like two like refeed days, or you might do two higher days um, just to sort of offset metabolic adaptation or to give people more energy on training days or whatever. But again, well, if we ever implement that, we're never doing it like, right, we're doing two low days of 600 calories, which is like basically a chicken breast, um, two Weetabix and a handful of blueberries. Um, even that might not cover it. Um, it might be like quite, you know, lower, but then you'll have higher days to compensate. It's just no. I yeah, just no. I think the answer is, is a big, big fat no from us. Yeah, no. Maybe we should write our own five two book, but change it. So it's like five structured days of eating to slightly, just slightly higher days to accommodate for your socials, and that's how. I mean, it doesn't sound very sexy, does it? But that, that one fatal. I'll probably forget what it's called. You can call it the, <laughs> the lift your life five two diet method. <laughs> The better one. The, the yeah. right 5-2 method. Pre-launch for the book goes live tonight. This <laughs> could called literally Life Town. And okay. if, you, if, you, if you sign up to the pre-launch, well, we'll sign the book as well. Aw, cute. Okay. I don't know why you're saying, like, you've got to sign them all. Okay, um, <laughs> your turn, isn't it, mate? Um, yes. Top tips for a fat loss phase. I feel like I'm hungry all the time. Hmm. If you're like ridiculously hungry all the time, is it that your calories are too low to start off with? Um, but also in a fat loss phase, there is going to be some element of hunger. It's just how life goes. So um volume foods, they are your best friend. Like I lived off salads and stir fries and I was in my fat loss phase. You never um, yeah struggled either and your calories got quite low because you it's it's being smart and I think this yeah. is what it is when you're dieting is you're probably gonna have to change a little bit of what you're eating if you want to have a slight an easier experience because you mm. could still eat a sandwich and some toast and um half a pizza and a chocolate bar you're probably going to be freaking starving because of the fact it's very easily processed digestible foods that are going to go straight through you and very low protein Whereas you could have loads and loads and loads and loads of high protein, you know, fibrous, voluminous foods, and not just um, those foods, but the frequency. Because if you can have more foods, you can have more frequency. And if you can yeah. eat a few hours, that's going to support that hunger and satiation rather than just trying to eat maybe two or three bigish meals of carbs um, and no real protein or whatever, and quite processed foods like low fiber. Then you are going to be like hungry course you are yeah for yeah. sure Absolutely. and planning i think is another top tip like make sure you're planning all of your meals in advance and planning the timing of your meals as well like you don't want to get to like 3 p.m and realize you've like 
used up all of your calories or you've only got like a tiny amount left for the rest of the day. So I think, yeah, it goes back to what you said, it's just being smart about it, like what you're eating, when you're eating it and kind of pre-planning it. Yeah, absolutely. I think like what you have said, and I, I've like said this to a few people um, recently, and it's that you have to realize that where a lot of people go wrong in a dieting phase is they will start to feel a little bit hungry and then they'll just go eat something else that takes them over the calories because they're hungry. But you are going to experience hunger in a dieting phase. Obviously, if you like use the tips for like volume and things like that, it's going to be reduced, but it may still be there. Like it's not going to fully take away, but it's going to be more easy to manage. Yeah. I also don't know why there is such a fear of hunger. Yeah. A very natural human thing. Yeah. Like you said, if I, remember you- I got slated for it <laughs> last year. I do. Like there's there's very variabilities of it, isn't there? Like if you think of it as like zero is like I am stuffed, I'm gonna be sick, I can't eat another thing. Ten is like I could literally eat this phone, I'm that hungry. Like you shouldn't be sat at a ten. Do you know what I mean? No. But you you know, if you are sort of having those hunger pangs as it's coming up to a meal, you're thinking, oh, you know, I might have to have like a Pepsi Max or something just to kind of have, you know, time me for the next meal. That's dieting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it, it pisses me off to be fair when people are like, you shouldn't be hungry at all in a dieting phase. Well, if you're not hungry, you're probably not in a deficit because yeah. hunger is your body's way of saying, I've not quite had enough. And what is yeah. deficit? Not quite having enough. Yeah. But like, you'll even find as well, even if you're not dieting, you're still going to experience hunger now and again. Like, you could be out and get home later than expected. So you've not had your next meal. So you're yeah. hungry. Like, do you know what I mean? It's It's such a normal thing that is so like, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. What's opposite of, like, glamorised? Demonised? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that was the word I was looking for, but it works. What? We'll go with it. Yeah, so I think mm. the, main, the main tips are um, high protein, high fibre, creating volume in your meals, eating regularly. You can push back your first meal a bit as well. So maybe yeah. eat, have a shorter eating window. You don't need to do this intermittent fasting thing unless you want to. But, you know, even if you just pushed your first breakfast back to, like, your first breakfast because we have like six breakfasts as well um like first meal to like nine rather than seven just little things like that and then as well looking at other things that sometimes people do mistake thirst for hunger so are you keeping hydrated can you implement little things just to tie you over like i'm not going to say pepsi max is going to stop you feeling hungry but it's going to tie you over till the next meal just little things like that and that will make it manageable and as well environment do you sit and look at food palm pictures and new foods all day New Foods UK all day and look at all the, the cookies and the stuff. Well, if you do, well, of course you'll be thinking about food more. Yeah. If you're thinking about it, you'll be hungry. Well, actually, one of my clients messaged me last night and she texted me and said, oh, Luce, I was really hungry, but I actually just got up and did a load of housework and now I don't even feel hungry now. It's like, yeah, because you were sat thinking about food, your body's going to yeah. be like, right, okay, food. Whereas if you're busy, unless you are a 10, it's probably going to be, probably you all forget about it. Yeah. Agreed. 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 Yeah. I think I might have one more then. Um, do I, or is it two more? No, one more from me. I've got two more. We'll, we'll get them through one or two, more, maybe three. Depends how long it takes us to answer. <laughs> hey, actually, hey. one of mine's not actually a question. Well, it kind of is, but I feel like you don't need to answer it. How does it say? This one is just, why do you all hate Slim and World, etc. so much? And then loads of laughing faces. It's shy. Yeah. 
answered. Come to, come to my talk in Leeds um, <laughs> in September and you'll hear all why. There's so many reasons as to why I dislike it. Um, I think, you know what? There's one reason why I do like it. It gives me a job because ultimately, sounds horrible, but a lot of people we work with have come there and failed. So Slimming World did a good job. Um, I probably wouldn't have one. So keep being shit, Slimming World. Keeping me in business. <laughs> no, I don't hate Slimming World. I love it because it, um, it allows me to have a roof over my head. Um, hey, girls, I'm eating 400 cows every... Well, I think I was meant to say every day, but not losing weight help. 400? 1,400, sorry. 400. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm actually like... What? what? Are you okay, Holly? Like, you did not fight it. I think I <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, it came from a guinea pig. 400. <laughs> uh, I think it comes back to what we were saying there about, like, earlier about the tracking. Like, you probably... You're about to say what I'm, I was going to say. I can tell. No, well, you go first then. I'll see. If, what were you going to say? You're probably not eating 1,400 calories. Yes, you're probably not. Unless... 1,400 calories, not seeing fat loss, is probably when you are very, very, very lean, very, very low body weight. That is, you know, sort of think, thinking like stage lean almost, you know, very, very, very lean and like mm. all females, then you might have to go lower. Or you're not doing a lot of output and you're still quite a small human. So if you were like, let's say, I don't know, I don't want to put numbers on it because people are like, oh, I'm that weight, I should be eating that. But let's say you're like a... 55 60 kilo female and you literally do no output and i mean like no output at all you you might not see fat loss on that but we like to think everyone's doing some level of output like some but for most people we obviously don't know your body weight we don't know your height we don't know activity levels you're probably just not quite being accurate with your tracking and again that's where that little video i talked about is probably going to be helpful because nine times out of ten it's just small things like and there's those little things that take you over a little bit you then ain't eating more than you actually think you are. Yeah, it's things that you don't even think about as well. It's like, I'm eating 1,400 calories every single day, but are you including the weekend in that? Yeah. You include your pumpkin spice lattes in that. Yeah. Coffees are, some of those coffees, by the way, like, see, just when you see the calories that are in them, I'm like, mate, I could have, like, two meals for that. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just all the little things like picking out a couple of biscuits, like might not seem like much, but if you're doing that consistently, like it is all going to add up. So. Any further comments, Leon? I think that's pretty much it, yeah. On that note, would you like to, would you like to finish us off with the last question? Yes. Um. How do you know when it's time to drop calories again in a fat loss? I think that's supposed to be fat loss phase. Yeah. How do you know it's time to drop calories again? When you stop losing body fat. Yeah, when the scale weight don't change no more. For a good amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if you stay the same for like a week, then you probably don't have to like just keep an eye on it. If things are staying level and where they're at within like your, how you're looking, your weight and your measurements like across the board, mm -hmm then you maybe want to think about dropping down. But you don't want to, if you're seeing really good progress, there's no point in dropping calories. Like I'll say this yeah. to my clients sometimes, like I'll do their check. I'm like, we're not going to drop calories this week because we've made really good progress this week. Like we've, like you can see a difference in your photos, your measurements are going down, blah, blah, blah. So what is the point in us taking food away from people 
yeah if they're making good progress and I think if you decide it is time to drop the calories you probably it doesn't necessarily need to be a you know a significant drop at that point either so I think people rush straight into like taking another like two three hundred off straight away when you potentially don't need to do that yeah sometimes as well you don't actually need to drop calories because remember you just what you need to do is when fat loss stalls is you don't need to drop calories you need to create a bigger deficit yeah yeah you can create that through well through your well there's this three things really that you could do to create a bigger deficit you could firstly actually just increase your protein intake if you're having very very low protein you could increase your knee so increase your steps or you could increase like your cardio how many calories you burn across the week and really what what the best thing to do is sometimes it's a combination but sometimes it might be well what's actually manageable for you so if we've got a client who's like married to their desk and they're really busy with kids and stuff and they're currently maxed out with how many steps they can do and how many gym sessions they can commit to, well, it's going to have to be a calorie drop. Whereas if we've got a like a client who's maybe, you know, stay-at-home mom, got loads of time, um, already on quite low calories, well, for them, it's probably more logical to say, well, let's try and get a couple of thousand steps a day in extra, you know? Let's add 15 minutes walking a day because it's not a right lot for someone who's got a lot of time. But that's going to add up more to a week, and that's probably going to be more manageable than losing calories when they're already quite low. Yeah, 100%. Because I think it's it's easy to say, like, people just drop calories because it's, you know, it, it feels like the obvious thing to do because, you know, dropping your calories, you're going to lose fat. Um, but if you're in a position where you've stopped seeing progress, you're feeling, like, really hungry, like, you are feeling it, and you don't know if you'll, like, manage to stick to your calories any lower, then, yeah, as you said, like, increase steps, increase cardio if you're able to, like, there's other things that you can do you don't have to just keep taking extra food away I think I think you mentioned it didn't you like how when to know to do it never jump the gun after one week ever because mm-hmm. pointless I'd sort of say like two three weeks like if after two three weeks nothing's changing at all then probably something probably doesn't need to change but this is again why it's interesting to actually have like data collection over time because you know, think you if you've got like a really structured menstrual cycle and you have those weight fluctuations, you might have like a stagnant week and a half because you hold water around your period and um, that PMS week. But then let's say when you come into that early um, follicular phase, you might drop. Like one of my clients, Rebecca with a C, um, we, we know her cycle like the back of our hand. We know ovulation. I can, you can literally see on her chart when she has ovulation because she'll just be like, mm, 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 comes right up and then dra- drops down. Um, so so I know, it sounds really silly, but because I've worked with her that long, I know ovulation, if her weight only spikes up like a tiny bit, I'm like, oh, we're in a good deficit because normally it goes up like two kilos. So knowing those things as well is really good to be able to put it into context because sometimes it isn't like a case of you need to drop calories or create a bigger deficit. It's just your body right now is holding on to more water or whatever is going on internally. Yeah. I hold the, you know, that's again why pictures and stuff are brilliant, aren't they? Because sometimes you're like, scale's not really moved for two, three weeks, but okay, hey, waste all, you know, what's that yeah. line there, you know? Absolutely. Especially like weeks like this week, because a lot of like my clients and even myself, like the scale's either not changed or it's gone up slightly, but it's hot weather. So we're all kind of retaining more water this week and yeah. everybody's just that little bit like not like the word but like fluffier so yeah hands up for how many times do we say that in check-ins this week like every single one like. <laughs> yeah. but you just need that reminder though don't you sometimes and it's just being able to yeah. put context and circumstances but yeah I think that's answered the question yeah I think that's all the questions answered I do believe all done 
Hold on. So, I was enjoying myself. <laughs> <laughs> some more questions next time. I'm having a right good time. But yeah, no, that's <laughs> everyone's question answered. So I think that's a good You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and to anyone obviously who is anonymous, um, if anything we've said, you obviously want to sort of get a bit more because some of the questions like we don't we don't know your circumstances specifically, you know, please feel free whether it's your question or not to drop us a message on any of this stuff and we can sort of chat about your situation more personally because you know things like about the 1400 calories we don't know your body weight we don't know your activity levels but we can't really advise because we don't know you yeah we're just kind of giving general answers generic it's what we do in it generic, generic. <laughs> but yes no we'll, we'll leave that there then because well we don't have wild friday plans at all but you know not doing anything well, we'll love everyone and leave everyone. Have a nice rest of your day, people. And well, I'll say we, probably me, I'll catch you on next week's episode and these guys will show up at some point in the future. Bye. <laughs>